Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there in West Georgia, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On this Friday, high school football Friday in the Valley, we've got a jam-packed show for you today. I'm going to talk about the Tennessee Volunteers as the Josh Heupel era begins in Knoxville. We had a big high school game in the Valley as Opelika gets their first victory of the season, and the Atlanta Braves rally past the Colorado Rockies thanks to a two-run home run from Adam Duvall. Let's get right into the action. We did have college football last night. I watched the Tennessee game. I was impressed by their new quarterback, Joe Milton. He can throw, can he? The Josh Heupel era has started in Knoxville, and Tennessee fans are optimistic. They had an impressive 38-6 win over Bowling Green. Off to a slow start in the first half, they had two impressive touchdown drives, and then Bowling Green had a different story in the second quarter was able to kick two field goals they were able to move the ball in Tennessee but now looking at the schedule this is a very impressive win for Josh Heupel and the Tennessee Volunteers and it looks like they found their quarterback in Joe Milton he was the transfer from the University of Michigan but my opinion the Tennessee Volunteers expectations are way too high. The fan base thinks they're a top 10 program, and they're not. I think they're a good football program, but teams in the SEC East like Kentucky and South Carolina has caught Tennessee, and I think they have a tough schedule. They have to play the Pitt Panthers next week. They should win that game, but then they will take on Tennessee Tech. They should be going into that Florida game 3-0. They play Florida in the swamp this year. Florida is not as strong as they were last year, and Tennessee has only beat them once in the last 17 years. You got Tennessee going up to Columbia to take on Missouri. That game could go either way. South Carolina travels to Knoxville. They play Ole Miss this year. How is Lane Kiffin going to fare against his old team that he coached? They take on Alabama. That's always a tough game. They have not beaten Alabama since 2006. They've never beaten Alabama coached by Nick Saban. Kentucky's always a tough game. Georgia's always a tough game. In Josh Heupel's first year, if Tennessee is a Able to get six or seven wins and get to a bowl game. That is making progress. They do know how to recruit. They get some good players. But with these SEC teams cannibalizing each other, and when Nick Saban came into the league, Tennessee has fallen off. They have not been the same program they were in the early 2000s with Philip Fulmer. I remember when I went to school at Freed Hardman University. I came to the campus in 1999. Tennessee was fresh off their national championship in 1998. They were a pro- proud school that cherished Peyton Manning and Philip Fulmer was a good coach. This was a top 10 program that would win 10 wins every single year. I remember when they used to take on Georgia and they beat
beat Georgia pretty bad a couple times. It's not the same Tennessee team. But I am impressed with their quarterback, Joe Milton. He's shown that he could throw the football. Right there in the fourth quarter, already up 31 to 6, Joe Milton threw a dart in the end zone to Cedric Tillman for 40 yards. He's shown that he can throw the football. And finally, Tennessee has got a quarterback they can rally around. The other big matchup in college football last night was Ohio State and Minnesota. I'm not impressed with Ohio State. C.J. Stroud struggled a little bit. The game was close. Minnesota was up 21 to 17. I knew Ohio State was going to pull away. The only thing that was impressive about the Buckeyes was their freshman running back, Mayan Williams, who had nine carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. But C.J. Stroud struggled. I know he had four touchdowns. He had a pick. The defense gave up 31 points to the Golden Gophers. How are they going to fare against Oregon next week? That's going to be a great matchup. I think that's going to be a shootout. But C.J. Stroud has some big shoes to fill with Justin Fields now in the NFL. We had some upsets in college football last night. UC Davis defeats the Golden Hurricane out of Tulsa, 19-17. And Eastern Washington defeats UNLV in double overtime, 35-33. It's always nice to see an FCS school knock off the upset against an FBS school. Locally here in Georgia, Mercer had no problem with Point University, 69 to nothing. And Kennesaw State gets a big win over Reinhardt University, 35 to 25. There was an interception that was a highlight on ESPN Sports Center last night. So Kennesaw State getting their name recognition on the national scene. They will travel to Bobby Dodd Stadium next week to take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. So Kennesaw State, one of the favorites in the FCS playoffs to go pretty far. We had a big high school game last night in Montgomery, Alabama at the Cramden Bowl as the Bulldogs from Opelika defeat Sydney Lanier 24-7 in 6A Region 2. Opelika picks up its first victory of the season. Remember, they started 0-2, had two tough matches out the gate against Callaway High School out of Hogansville, Georgia, and their longtime rival, Auburn. Opelika is one of the top schools in Alabama for the 6A class, and they are in Region 2, the same region as Russell County High, Park Crossing, Valley. I'm excited because this is my favorite day of the week. We got high school football all over the valley. You don't want to miss it. I will be in Ladonia for the Russell County Park Crossing game. Russell County is 2-0 on the season. They will take on Park Crossing out of Montgomery who is 0-2. Some other 6A Region 2 matchups. You got Valley that's 2-0. They have a very impressive quarterback by the name of Cam Dooley. He's a highlight reel. They will take on Carver Montgomery who's 1-0 on the season. Lee is taking on Eufaula on the other side of the river. The game of the week is the Spencer Greenway taken on Northside. Remember, Northside did not have a game last week because of COVID protocols. That game against LaGrange was canceled. Now they take on the Green Wave. They're now 1-1 one one after losing to Carver in the Heritage Bowl, but they had an impressive win over Best Academy. Northside is 1-0. Oh. They had a week off, and now they're prepared to take on a team locally in Columbus that is out of 4A football. A big rivalry known as the Backyard Brawl, Smith Station and Central will take place tonight in Phoenix City. Up 185 at Callaway Stadium. You have the Hardaway Golden Hawks taking on the Callaway Cavaliers. Callaway is off to an impressive 
2-0 start. And they begin, and they will host one of the strongest teams to come out of Columbus. Harris County, who had a week off because their game against Perry was canceled because of COVID last week, will travel to Thomaston to take on Ups and Lee. A big 7A matchup in Alabama. You got Auburn taking on Prattville. Right now, the rankings for the Alabama schools, Auburn is ranked fourth in the state. Also in Region 7A, you got Dothan taking on Enterprise. Dothan just came off of a win over Park Crossing 14-7 last week. In lower single A, you have Marion County taking on Taylor County. You have Chattahoochee Valley taking on Heritage. Brookstone, the private 1A school out of Columbus, will travel to Macon to take on First Presbyterian. You got a battle of two Christian schools, single A private, going at it in Columbus. Calvary Christian taking on St. Anne Pacelli. Also, you have a talented 5A team, Beauregard, that won the state title for 5A a couple of years ago, taking on Talladega. And Glenwood, a private school out of Phoenix City, will take on Lee Scott Academy. You got great high school football matchups all over the valley. You don't want to miss it. Several teams of note have buys this weekend. You have Jordan, Shaw, Columbus, Kendrick, LaGrange, and Troop County. Looking at the top teams for the state of Alabama, it's still Thompson right now. 2-0. Thompson out of Alabaster. And then you have Hewitt Trustville. Trustville is a town just outside of Birmingham. They're 2-0 as well. Hoover is 2-0. They're ranked third. And then you have Auburn that is 2-0. And Central right now off to an impressive 2-0 start. Central and Auburn are on a collision course October 1st. That will probably be the game of the year if they go into that matchup both undefeated. I know I will be in Seal, Alabama calling the Russell County Opelika game. And Opelika, one of those teams that started off 0-2, but they are a very talented 0-2. This is my favorite time of the year. I love high school football. We do have another match as Carver will travel to Atlanta to take on Spring Valley out of South Carolina in the Cam Newton Classic. Carver is 1-1 on the season after losing to Lee County, a 6A program in Leesburg, Georgia in the Corky Kell Classic, and then they defeated their longtime rival Spencer in the Heritage Bowl last week. Because I do have ties to Russell County, I'm going to talk a little bit about this program, that they did not win a single game last year. They come into this season after a very impressive win over Smith Station 29-22. They were in control of that game, but Smith Station rallied and came back and scored a couple of touchdowns. Now, last week, they took on Barber County, which is a single-A program in Alabama. They only have 22 players. Barber County could not suit up a team, so the result was a forfeit. Now, Russell County is 2-0 for the first time since 1998. They will take on a team from Park Crossing who got blown out by Auburn week one, 45-0. And they had a much closer game last week, 14-7 against Dothan. So their two matches have been from 7A programs. Park Crossing is going to make that trip to Ladonia, Alabama from Montgomery. And hopefully that should be an exciting matchup. I can't wait for that. Russell County looks to be on pace to go 3-0, which they will take on Valley next week. And they will have to find a way to try to stop Cam Dooley. Valley is 2-0 after beating Beauregard and beating their longtime rival, Lynette. I do like the fact that ESPN puts high school football games on the air. A high school that's near my old house, North Cobb, was on ESPN playing Milton. And then I want to talk about this IMG Academy Bishop Sycamore game. Bishop Sycamore, a high school that didn't even exist. It was a charter school last year. This team was consisted of 19 and 20 year olds. This is a joke that the people at ESPN 
allowed them to play in this game and they got blown out by IMG Academy 58 to nothing. It's a great day to be a football fan. We got some big college football games this Saturday including Miami and Alabama. Looking at the tail of the tape, Derrick King has had more than 30 starts in his college career and Bryce Young is making his first start for the Crimson Tide. All the hype is that Bryce Young is a very talented quarterback that can possibly win the Heisman this year, but he does not have Steve Sarkeesian as a play caller. How is he going to fare with Bill O'Brien, a journeyman head coach that could not cut it in Houston? How is he going to fare with his play calling? Alabama is still strong. I still feel that they're going to win this game, but let's not crown them national champions just yet. I'm not saying this is a rebuilding year for the Crimson Tide. They reload like they do every year, but the schedule is very tough this year, especially having to take on Texas A&M and College Station, take it on Florida in the Swamp, and at Auburn is always a tough matchup for the Crimson Tide because Auburn has beaten them in Auburn the last two seasons. And of course, Georgia is right there waiting for Alabama in the SEC title game if Georgia meets their expectations and wins the SEC East. Remember, the last three times Kirby Smart has taken on Nick Saban, Georgia has had a lead on Alabama. I'm very interested to see this matchup between Georgia and Clemson. I'll talk about it on Monday, but we got DJ Ui Angalele, the talented sophomore quarterback from the Clemson Tigers, going up against JT Daniels, who came in in relief last year and won all four games for the Bulldogs. Georgia does not have a question mark at quarterback. The big question mark is the wide receivers. Of course, George Pickens is out. Dominique Blaylock is out. They got to rely on Kiaris Jackson. I like their running backs. They got a tandem of Zamir White, Kendall Melton, and James Cook. That's a pretty good running back tandem. And how well the offensive line stack up against this talented Clemson defensive line. This is going to be a battle of two titans, two programs that have a lot of rich tradition and history, and they used to be rivals at one time. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm also looking forward to LaGrange College starting their football program back up. Remember last year, LaGrange College is a the local team here in the Valley out of LaGrange, Georgia. They are NCAA Division Three. They did not play last year because the entire division was canceled because of COVID. They finished the year in 2019 2-7, and, and now they will be back playing their games at Callaway Stadium. They will be on the road this weekend in Birmingham to take on Birmingham Southern. And then their first home game will be Saturday on September the 11th, taking on Barry College at Callaway Stadium. Just want to give some love to the Panthers. Hopefully they have a good season and good luck to all the players out there at LaGrange College. The Atlanta Falcons have a new running back. They signed Wayne Gallman. He was the starter in New York last year and was recently cut by the San Francisco 4 49ers. I strongly feel that the Falcons' depth at running back is better than the depth they had last year. With Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson, and now Wayne Gallman, I will take those running backs over Edo Smith, Todd Gurley, and Quadri Ellison, which they recently cut. The big question mark for the Atlanta Falcons this year is their offensive line, especially losing Josh Andrews to injury. Congratulations to Gus Malzahn for picking up his first victory as the University of Central Florida, who rallied from a 21-point deficit to defeat Boise State in Gus Malzahn's debut. As many of you know, Boise State's former head coach, Brian Harson, has moved on to the University of Auburn, and they will take on Akron this weekend. What are the expectations for the Auburn Tigers this year, with Bo Nix entering his junior season and their talented running back, Tank Bigsby? When I look at the schedule for the Auburn Tigers, they should be 2-0 out the gate 
State, and then they got a massive game at Happy Valley where they will take on Penn State. That is a scheduling dream right there, and if Auburn can win that game, it's pretty easy until they get to LSU, and then when they get to Georgia, they'll have to go to Death Valley to take on LSU, which is always a tough game, even though LSU had a 5-5 and record last year, and Ed Orgeron is on the hot seat. Georgia, even though that game is in Auburn, the Georgia game is going to be a tough one, and then they will take on Arkansas. They'll take on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss back in Auburn, traveling to College Station to take on Texas A&M, Mississippi State. They will travel to Columbia, South Carolina to take on South Carolina, and then they will close out the season with the University of Alabama in the Iron Bowl. We don't know what type of head coach Brian Harson is going to be, but this is a new era in Auburn football, so good luck to the Tigers this year as they try to meet their expectations. Major League Baseball last night, we've had some tight races in the American and National League. You got the Braves picking up a big victory over the Colorado Rockies in Denver last night thanks to Adam Duvall's two-run shot and the Braves defeat the Rockies 6-5. to They're only two games ahead of the Phillies because the Phillies have won six straight games. Right now, the tightest race in the National League is between the Dodgers and the Giants as they gear up for a pivotal, as they gear up for a pivotal, as they gear up, as they gear up for a three-game series. Both teams have the best record in baseball at 85 and 49. I don't know how the Giants are doing. I don't know how the Giants are doing it, but I do know the Dodgers just have the highest payroll in baseball, and so they can just buy whatever player they want, and Mookie Betts just comes back from injury and just hits a couple of home runs. What the Dodgers are doing was expected. They won the World Series last year. The Giants came out of nowhere to be one of the best teams in baseball, and they're doing it with their pitching. They've got some quality veteran pitchers that they got at a bargain price, like Kevin Gosman, Alex Wood. They had Johnny Cueto for before. They're doing it with young players like Lamont Wade and Mike Yashrimsky and Darren Ruff. And they're also doing it with their veterans, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, and Buster Posey, who all three players are having career years well past their prime. Major League Baseball looks exciting as we get ready to wrap the season up and start postseason play. The only tight race in the American League is that wild card as the Yankees lead the Boston Red Sox by a game and a half. Tampa Bay just continues winning. They have a six and a half game lead over the Yankees. The Chicago White Sox, more than likely Tony La Russa is going to be manager of the year. They made the playoffs last year, but they are leading the Central nine and a half games above the Cleveland Indians. And the Houston Astros lead the Oakland Athletics by four and a half games. So really the only tight race is the wild card race in the American League. In the National League, the Milwaukee Brewers have the second have the third best record in the National League and they have a 10 game lead on the Cincinnati Reds, which that is a tight wild card race for that final wild card spot as they lead the Padres by a half a game. The Padres have struggled a little bit after getting swept by the Dodgers last week and the Reds catapulted themselves to that final wild card spot where they will take on either the Giants or the Dodgers in that first wild card game. If you were up late last night, we had World Cup qualifying for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, and the United States disappoints once again by suffering a 0-0 draw to El Salvador. If you want to make the World Cup, you got to win these games. You have to, because we know who the strong teams are in CONCACAF that are going to make the World Cup every time. Mexico, Costa Rica, and Honduras. The big three right there. Panama made it in 2018. That's another strong team. And Canada could come out of nowhere and make the World Cup. They made the World Cup back in 1986. That was the the last time the U.S. failed to make the World Cup 
from before 2018. Christian Pelusic is not going to help the men's national team, and a coaching change is not going to do any good. I want to see a better effort from the United States if they want to make the World Cup, which they should make the World Cup. They are one of the top 20 ranked teams in FIFA. So come on. I'm a big soccer fan. I I like soccer. I like the fact Cristiano Ronaldo is now with Manchester City. You got Atlanta United. They're off this week. Next week, they will take on Orlando SC. Looking at the standings, they are currently in ninth place, three points behind DC United. Well, this is my Friday show. And I just want to take the time to tell you that later tonight, I will be in Ladonia, Alabama, to call my first game as a PA announcer for Russell County High Football. And what I'd like to do is to try to go Facebook Live during the broadcast and maybe get some guests on or we'll we'll try to see what we could do. But thank you for listening to my show. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. I'm always on every media platform that you can think of. I hope that everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the whole weekend of football. It is going to be fun. It is going to be exciting. But most importantly, we have plenty of content to talk about come Monday. Everybody have a safe Labor Day weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.